welcome to the 444 podcast Where you gotta catch it like, like a drop pass You know Dom is hitting all of the topics Ranging from the flyers to the process You know it's heavy sixers in my city From Embiid to Simmons You know we keep it gritty And the Phillies is ringing the bell The skipper got this team ready to sell No national love for Harper, right? I would've signed Bryce twice, the price was right, uh Wentz to Earth, such a connection Turnover on downs, Malcolm Jenkins in a session We back to being the beast from the east Turn the volume up and let Dom speak What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? This is your host, Dom Lewis, and I'm back with another episode of Philly Sports 4 for 4 Podcast. Um, I can't come to you all hyper tonight. I, I just can't. I can't. Um, not that, you know, I am surprised the Eagles lost today, because I'm not. But it's just the manner of how things happen. And then if, if you've been under a rock or you've been, um, you know, hiding away or something like that, the Eagles did lose to their wild card playoff game today to the Seattle Seahawks 17-9, which is surprisingly the same score uh, that uh, it was when they played them back um, in week, I guess it's week 13 or whatever week it was. I don't really care right now. <laughs> but... Um, Eagles did lose today to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, it was a score 17-9, and it wasn't even the fact that they lost today. That's not the issue um, at hand. The issue at hand is you're losing your, your starting quarterback, your franchise quarterback, in the first quarter of the game due to a concussion, due to a, a dirty hit, you know, helmet-to-helmet hit, whatever you want to call it, whether you think it's a bang-bang play, whether you think it's a dirty hit, the hit happened. It was a helmet-to-helmet hit, and you lost your quarterback for the remainder of the game. And he was concussed. He Well, he's concussed. So, uh, you lose him for the game. You have Josh McCown step in. So, you know, you're already down. What? You're down. You're running back one. You're down wide receiver one, two, and three. You're down your right tackle. You're down your right guard. Um, your tight end is just coming back off of a lacerated kidney and broken ribs. Um, I mean, what else do you want? What else? This, I mean, what else could they do at this point? That, that that's exactly how I looked at. It. I was like, what else can they? What else can they do? Like, how much more can this team take? And you saw that today was it's kind of what well, was the last straw. It was the last straw. So, um, the Eagles did fall today. Of a score uh, 17 and 9 versus the Seattle Seahawks. And it was sorry, it was week 12 they played them and they, they lost 17 and 9 as well. Um, I mean, it's not for lack of effort. It is not for lack of effort. I I looked at the team today, I looked at the way they played, I looked at some of the plays that they made, and they were fighting out there. 
they were fighting. I mean, I felt like the defense overall, they fought as long as they could today. I mean, as I said, I actually went on, um, you know, my other show, 215 Sports, this morning. Shout out to Ernie, shout out to Rel. I talked about the possibilities of giving up big plays, but not giving up big plays for touchdowns. And I felt like, I felt like the Eagles, they didn't, it's not that they didn't give up touchdowns, you know, they gave up touchdowns, clearly. Um, they had a, it was a TR run touchdown by Marshall Lynch, and then another one by DK Metcalf, which was, I can't, I, I, I would say that one was the killer. That was the big play that they shouldn't have gave up for the touchdown, and they did. And, I mean, okay, you give up big plays, that's fine, but the Eagles, I think, you know, for the most part, they fought. But I think it's just, and you give up too many big plays, you know, on the defensive end. I mean, you're you're bound to drown. I feel, and it just kind of, and you're not getting enough offensive production. You know, it's just kind of a, a recipe for disaster. It's just basically how you lose games in the NFL. And you know, the Eagles went down 17 to three, um, or 17. It was yeah, it was 17 to three. And then they, you know, they came back. They they got a field goal. They got a field goal. See, the problem was they got in the red zone today uh, three times, and they only walked away with three points each time. And when you're playing a good team like Seattle, you can't afford to just walk away with three points. You got to get seven. And I feel like that's where you miss Carson today because you know Carson would have got you seven at least one of those times. And I feel if you have enough offensive production. Uh, you actually put pressure on the other team to, you know, play better offensively, and then you give your de- you give your defense energy because it, it would cause the opposing team to make more mistakes because they're trying to hit big plays and things of that sort. Russell Wilson played spectacular today. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, he played awesome today. I watched it. He played really, really well. I mean, DK Metcalf had himself a day. You know, that's kind of the story of you know the the, the underlying story of besides the J- Jadavion Clowney. A big hit, but you know, I look at today's game. I, I, the first thing I say was Seattle was better today. And you know, whether you want to say it's because Carson was hurt, you know, whatever you want to say, Seattle was better today. They were they were the better team. They deserved to win the game because they were better today. Um, so I don't I don't put this basically this loss basically on Carson Wentz being out of the game. I look at it as a whole, and I look at it as. The, the team that was better, that had the better players, they played better today, and they won. Um, it just it just so happens that, you know, they knocked out your best player, Carson Wentz, and their best player played magnificent today. I mean, he had 325 yards, a touchdown. So he didn't, he didn't kill you, but at the same time, I mean, he made enough big plays today where, I mean, he had 15 total rushing yards, I think, and that, and that was a big deal, but... The opportunities for him to create space and create time um, is that that's what scares you about Russell Wilson, and he did that today. So that that would be the the, the top reason that I think the Eagles lost today's game. So losing, I guess I'm saying so, but him creating time, Russell Wilson creating time, creating space, um, and having that chemistry with DK Metcalf, who was a you know he's a rookie, but he had himself a big time day today, and him. And, and Russell Wilson having DK Metcalf and having him for the entire season to grow, help him grow, and help him be a, an actual NFL receiver, uh, I think that helps. And I'm not, I'm not throwing any shade toward any of our players. I think that 
Greg Ward played well today. I think Miles Sanders played well today. I think Boston Scott played well today. But at the same time, I mean, there's a reason. Um, they they played well because of the elevated play of Carson Wentz. And you throw Josh McCown in there it, as, as valiantly as he gave, effort that he gave today, he wasn't going to put you over the top. And that's basically what it came down to. So, Eagles unfortunately take a loss in that regard and um, I'm just going to read off some stats to you guys just so you understand uh, what they were facing the Eagles were facing today and you know um, how well they did today and what they could have improved on so I look at Josh McCown's stats his stats are actually not that bad he's 18 for 24 174 yards uh, no touchdown no picks which is which is good that he didn't turn the ball over the, the big thing is that he was sacked six times Carson Wentz did get sacked once, but he, he was sacked. Josh McCown sacked six times today, and that's a big deal. You're a backup quarterback. You don't know. You don't have the full autonomy of the playbook, you know, and um, a lot of these plays that the Eagles run are like timing routes and things of that sort. So, you know, he held onto the ball a little bit too long today in some spurts and in some instances he did. And he paid for it because he got sacked. He's not athletic as Wentz is. He can't escape pressure like Wentz can. And that's where you were missing one. That's another reason you were missing Wentz today. So, I mean, he did make some good plays. He really did. But at the same time, um, you saw his, you know, his shortcomings and, and why you missed Carson Wentz. Um, looking at, um, he actually had some rushes today, which was, you know, I saw him rush some quarterback rushes today. It was pretty cool. Miles Sanders, 14 for 69 uh, as far as rushing was concerned. Boston's got 6 for 25. On the receiving end, um, Zach Ertz was 2 receptions for 44 yards. Dallas Goddard, 7 for 73. Uh, Miles Sanders, only 3 for 8. Boston's got 3 for 23. Greg Ward, 3 for 24. Um, Derek Barnett um, had 3 total tackles today. Um... He actually had a big penalty, um, like kind of like a drive kill. It actually led to their first, um, Seattle's first touchdown because they actually were probably going to walk away with a field goal during that uh, that drive. It only would have put them up six nothing, um, or it would have put them up six to three. Um, ended up killing the drive or uh, getting refreshed at the downs, and they scored a two-yard touchdown with Marshawn Lynch. So Derek Barnett didn't have himself a really good day today. Bradham had five tackles. Fletcher Cox, he was a man today. He had six tackles today um, and a forced fumble, which is pretty good. Um, looking at some more of the stats, I mean, Jenkins had himself a day. He really did. He had the lone sack on Russell Wilson today, and he had nine total tackles. He actually led the team, led the team excuse me, in tackles today. So he played really, really well. Um, I thought Jim Schwartz actually called a good game for what it's worth. Um I think that they did a. I think they did a fair, fairly good job of actually containing Russell Wilson, not letting him kill you with his legs. Um, but like I said, it's just Russell Wilson's ability to buy time in the pocket um, and, and set his receivers up. He made some big plays doing that thing. I mean, I saw and I saw his receivers make some really good plays for him. Like Tyler Lockett had an amazing catch, like a 26-yard catch. Um, it didn't look he got both of his feet down at first, but he he ended up doing it and. You know, they, you know, the, the play originally was called incomplete, but then they overturned it uh, with the Pete Carroll challenge. So 
I give them a lot of credit. I mean, listen, their players make plays. They lock it, make plays. I said DJ Metcalf made plays today. Um, I mean, they didn't kill you too much with the running game, um, which was a, a possibility. And like I said, Russell wasn't kill you too much with his leg. He did kill you with his arm. Um, I actually read a stat. He had quit. He was responsible for 95% of their offense today, whether it's rushing, uh, throwing the ball, whatever. Responsible for 95%. And I think it's. I think the stat was 19 yards were gained total outside of Russell Wilson, uh, without the assist of Russell Wilson. 19 yards. I was like, that's pretty remarkable, man. He, he, you know, he played. He really did ball today. So he did. Listen, there's a reason that he was MVP, MVP candidate for so long this season. There was a reason, and he showed you today. Uh, Russell Wilson played magnificent, but you know, I, I, I am lauding a little, lauding him a little bit, but I can't let the, you know, I can't let it go unsaid about, you know, the hit on Carson Wentz. And I listen. I look at the. I looked at the hit over and over. Trust me. I looked at it over and over and over. I see how it's a dirty hit. I really do. I under. I and I. I actually do believe Jadavion Clowney when he says he wasn't trying to hurt Carson Wentz. I don't believe he was like, oh, I'm going to strike him with my head. I don't. I really don't believe that. I really do believe that it was a bang bang play. But just because it's a bang bang play doesn't mean it's not an illegal play. And the refs got it wrong. I mean, they get calls wrong all the time. So. That's something new. They get calls wrong all the time. So, I'm not going to be like, oh, the refs suck. And, no, nah, that's not me. I will say that, that that him not getting penalized for that sucked. And it cost you, it cost you the game because it took your best player out of the game. And that sucks. That sucks. It really does. What are you going to do? I mean, you got a four-year-old quarterback who didn't even play this season, basically. He played in one game this year. That was week two against Atlanta when Carson Wentz went out for a few plays. Carson Wentz ended up coming right back in the game. So, you know, what What are you going to do? Like, you know, you got this four-year-old quarterback. He basically he signed this one-year deal for $2 million. He definitely wasn't expecting to play this year. I'm um, just expecting to really, and he was he was coaching his high school or his son's high school football team or some high school football. I don't even know if it was his son's high school or not, but coaching some football team on Friday nights before even you know games on Sundays. So I look at that and I'm like, he wasn't expecting to play at all, and I can't blame him for that. And for him to come out there and give that effort cold, I gotta respect that. But at the end of the day, Carson was being knocked out of that game. Lost it, lost him the game. That's period. You, you get Carson Wentz in that game, you got a lot of, you got a much better chance of winning that game, and offense clicking much better. And it, it sucks. It's, it just downright sucks. I mean, you look at the game. You know, some plays you wish you could have had back. I mean, even and even with Carson Wentz being out, even um, with Josh McCown being in there. And him not knowing as much as Carson Wentz knows as far as the playbook is concerned, they still had an opportunity to win the game. Under two minutes left, they had they were in the red zone. I think it was a fourth down, like a fourth in like seven. And whatever, the play got messed up. Josh McCown actually pulled the ball down, tried to scramble, and got sacked. But even before that, the series before that, um, they were within the red zone again, I think. 
and uh, it was a fourth down like three. And Joshua Brown snaps the ball back and fourth down, throws like tried to throw a little swing pass out to Miles Sanders. Um, I look at the pass when I first saw it, I was like, he underthrew him. He did. He kind of did. He kind of underthrew him. I mean, Miles Sanders had his hands on the ball though. So my, the rule is, if you touch the ball, you got to catch the ball. You know, he kind of threw the ball a little behind Miles Sanders, and you know, the play was blown, and that turned the ball over on downs again. And it sucks because they had, they still had all these opportunities to win the game, and and they couldn't pull it out. And you look at that, and you say Carson was in there, man. They probably would have pulled this game out, probably. But he wasn't there, and it sucks. It does. But what I will say, you know, people can be frustrated. People can be upset. People can, you know, blame Howie Roseman, and you know they could want plays back from this season and games. You know they could say, oh, if we didn't lose this game, we didn't lose that game, we would be fine. We wouldn't even be in this position. I get that. That's very much true. Some of that is true. A lot of that is true. What you can't say, what people can't say, is that Carson Wentz was being a wimp or he's being soft. And that's why he didn't go back into the game. Do you understand concussion protocol? You obviously don't. Because if you understood concussion protocol in the NFL, you would understand that there was no way he was going back in that game. Um, He wasn't cleared to play. It's like any other injury. When you're not cleared to go back into the game, when they rule you out for the rest of the game, that's what happened to him. And it's not an injury like a soft tissue injury, which is the Eagles are notorious for. They're notorious for soft injuries, soft tissue injuries like hamstrings and things of that sort. Or sprained ankles or rolled ankles or knee injuries. And they're, they're notorious for this kind of injuries. No. You know what happened? He got hit with a cheap shot. He got hit with a cheap shot in his head. He didn't even know he had a concussion. I read the story. He didn't even know he had a concussion. He just, he wasn't aware that he needed help until he asked someone on the Eagle staff for help. And they took him back to the locker room. He didn't even know. And for people saying, oh, I just would have rubbed some dirt on it. Or I would have went back in there. Or I would have just sucked it up and went back in there. You probably never had a concussion. I've never had a concussion. But I've known people who've had them. It is not, it's not like they're sensitive to light, you know, you're woozy, like you feel you got this drunk feeling, you're nauseous. It's, it's so much that's, look up concussions, look up concussions, look up CTE. This is nothing to be played with. He is not being a wimp because he didn't go, he wasn't cleared to play. I believe, fully believe in my heart. If Carson Wentz was cleared to play, there would have been no question. He would have ran right back out of the tunnel. For people to say he was soft or, you know, stupid stuff like, oh, he didn't want to play for the rest of the game because um, he knew that they would lose or he didn't want to, you know, go against the Seahawks again or he knew what was coming to him. It's so, it's so asinine that I can't even take it seriously. But people are really saying this stuff. People really believe that Carson Wentz was soft. It's sickening. People are sick. People are cruel. I I was flabbergasted reading some of this stuff on Twitter today and Instagram and, and Facebook. 
flabbergasted. I'm like, oh no, people don't really think like this. And I get it. People can be frustrated. I understand it. I do. That doesn't mean I wasn't frustrated just because I can accept the loss. That just means I can accept the loss. Like, I understand that Seattle was the better team today. The team that was better than us won. They had their best player playing to the highest level that he could play to today. Our best player, he wasn't even on the field today for, for most of the game. He played for a couple of series in the first quarter. So I understand that why we lost today. I can accept that. That doesn't mean I like it. I can just accept what happened. For people to just be outright cruel and just downright, and then here they come. Here they come. Every time, like, I feel like when they come into America scene when they're in the barbershop, there they go. There they go. Every time I say, Every time, every time there's an instant, an instance or an incident with Carson Wentz, here come the Foles again, people. And what makes it sad, I noticed it all day today. What makes it sad is that these national people can't let it go. Like, I watched the Fox. I don't, I don't really watch pregame shows on like Fox or CBS or whatever, or even NBC for that matter. I watch. Eagles pregame stuff like on NBC Sports Philly and I listen to I usually listen to the radio so either you know actually both stations both uh, sports stations in Philly I listen to their pregame shows but that's neither here nor there I'm just saying that I don't typically um, listen to any pregame stuff but I listen to Fox NFL Sunday today and for some reason like they did like the Rob Riggle did like a skit in like um he was the Eagles fans came up or something like that, and he was like, "Yeah, Car- I mean, yeah, Nick Foles is over there." I'm like, "Why are we still talking about Nick Foles? Like, people can't seem to let it go." And then, like, as soon as Carson goes out with this injury, they just, "Oh, Carson's injury prone, quote unquote injury prone." People really said this. They said he's injury prone. He can't stay healthy. He's unreliable. Never mind how he got hurt. Never mind what happened to him and how he got hurt. Never mind that it was a cheap shot. Never mind all of that. Carson Wentz can't stay healthy. He's unreliable. You should have kept... That was the dumbest thing I saw. You should have kept Foles. I'm like, you people really aren't serious. You, You people aren't serious. This isn't real life. You guys aren't really... You know, you know, whether you're fans or not, I don't care. I think that take is asinine at this point. It's been asinine, but it really is just outright stupid at this point. You do know that Nick Foles got benched this year, right? And I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal Colin Cowherd the way he said it. I'm gonna just, you know, but I'm giving him credit, so I'm not stealing from him. I'm actually giving him credit the way I'm about to say it. He got benched for something named Gardner Minshew, not someone. He got benched for something named Gardner Minshew. Something with the porn stash. Yeah, that guy. Rookie. Yeah, that guy. The quote, I believe the quote was, we we uh, we think that Gardner's uh, mobility gives us a better chance to win games. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You knew the Nick Foles broke his collarbone was out eight weeks. Came back, got a starting job back, got benched about four weeks after that. You do know he didn't win a game this year, right? Oh, but he was so perfect for the system. So what? He's not here now. What does that like? Do you understand that both things can be true? Like he could have been good for the system, but Carson Wentz is better, the better quarterback, the overall better athlete, gives you the better chance to win. Both of these things can be just a new thing that people say. Both of these things can be true. Yes, they both can be true. Actually, they both are true. But people, they just, they lawed over 2017 like it was all Nick Foles. That's what put, that's what pins me against him so much because I actually like Nick Foles and I appreciate forever what he did. But it, it pits me against him because of the people that just look at things surface level. And that's another thing I'll get into in a second. People that just look at things surface level. That take is asinine. To say the Eagles should have kept Nick Foles because Carson Wentz got knocked out with a concussion that wasn't even his fault. It wasn't a lack of him protecting himself or anything like that. If you look at the play, people said, oh, he got to learn to protect himself better. You know he was giving himself up. He's diving. He's a quarterback. That means he's giving himself up. Once you start the dive, you've given yourself up. That's the rule in the NFL now. It used to just be about the slide. If you dive, you're giving yourself up. So I don't want to hear any of that. Foolishness. Absolute asinine takes. People just want clicks. People just want attention. People are just like, they're frustrated. So they just see the first thing and they attack it. They want blood. But I'm, I'm a smarter fan than that. That's why I do this. I'm a smarter fan than that. And I'm not downing anyone else. But I'm just saying that people need to learn to think to a second level or third level. They need to think a little bit deeper than just looking at the surface. I see takes like Carson Wentz is so overrated. I'm like, you do know he's playing his first playoff game, right? You do know it's the first quarter, right? Second or third series, right? You do know that, right? He's so overrated because he missed a few passes. People are amazing, man. They just, they're amazing to me. I'd rather for people just to speak the truth. I don't like Carson Wentz because I like Nick Foles better. But then I get mad when they say that. I'm like, so why do you like Nick Foles better? Because he won the Super Bowl. Okay, fair. He did win the Super Bowl. You know, he wouldn't have got there without Carson Wentz, though, right? You know, they don't get... They don't win the NFC East without Carson Wentz, right? You do know that they don't get the first round bye without Carson Wentz, right? You do know they don't get first first overall, I mean, number one overall seed without Carson Wentz, right? You do know that, right? You do know that they wouldn't have got, if he, he wouldn't have won Super Bowl if it wasn't for a defense playing, like, extremely out of their mind, right? You do know that, right? Oh, okay, you don't know that. You just think that Nick Foles was Superman and he just put the team on his back and he just won it. Yeah, you like because he called. You say you want you want Philly, Philly. Yeah, and he ran the Philly special. Cute. Yeah, I know. I love that play. I I really do. I really do. I know. I know his entire the way he said everything at the line. Easy, easy. Lane, lane, lane. Yeah, I know that. Kill, kill. Lane, lane, lane. He sent the ball. Yeah, he actually 
sits there for a few minutes, and then he goes out there. Back shoulder. I mean, uh, back of the end zone. Yeah, I know. The whole, I, I know it. I know it. But I understand that. I understand that, you know, we're so, like, enamored with the Foles thing because he played so well for 10 quarters in that 2017 playoff run. I get that. He did awesome. And I'll never take that away from him. But he's no longer here. That debate is dead. It is gone. People got to get over it. I'm sorry. He's not here. He ain't coming back. He ain't walking through that door. I might not like Orlando Scandrick, but what he said when he said that was true. Nick Foles ain't walking through that door. I don't want him to. I don't even want him to. He's fine. He can stay in Jacksonville. He'll probably be there for another year. Then they'll probably end up like cutting him or something, restructuring his contract somehow, where he can stay. Probably he probably has two years tops left in the league. And no, before you even ask, no, don't bring him back as a uh, a backup to Wentz. No, 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 that worked for us before. No, that time is over. It's done. So no, thank you. Read this quote to you, or this tweet to you from. Emmanuel Ocho, or yeah, uh, uh, hold up one second. I'm sorry, I might have said his name wrong. I apologize. Acho, that's it. Emmanuel Acho, I apologize. He's played for Eagles back in the day, oh, like a few years back, actually. Eagles, led by a 40 year old QB, Josh McCown, without running back one, RB1, RB2, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, wide receiver three, starting right tackle, starting right guard. Oh, and Earth's 14 days removed from a lacerated kidney gave the Seahawks all they could handle. A lot of teams sat home today. The Eagles fall. Fly, Eagles, fly. I know Cowboy fans are celebrating. Oh, you right on the couch with us. All that? You got on? Yeah. We on the couch with y'all. Yeah. Tell me who your head coach is. Mm-hmm. Tell me with all that talent why you ended up 8-8. Eight eight. Mm-hmm. Tell me that. Oh, Dak, Dak Prescott is the second coming. He's the MVP. He's a legit MVP candidate. He's an elite quarterback. Yeah, Zeke running. Zeke, uh, Zeke Elliott is the best running back in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys got Jason Witten back. Yeah, you got Amari Cooper, who is uh, light years better than any other receiver that the Eagles have. Yeah, you got the defense and all these guys on the defense that make all these plays. Yeah. Why are you 8-8? Eight eight? Why are you on the couch? Why are you watch us this weekend play our wild card game? As a Seahawks, so you probably wouldn't have beat either. Yeah, why, 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 why? Answer me that. Riddle me that, please. Help me understand. Help me understand. Yeah, I get it. Our playoff front ended. Okay, we knew we weren't winning the Super Bowl this year, based off of the amount of injuries we have with this team, and it just, it just, you just, you're just not a Super Bowl contender. You won your division, you get a home playoff game. Yeah, it was awesome. It did feel awesome. Regardless of us losing today, it felt awesome. It really did. Better than I can say for you. So, I don't get people. And people were like, people get happy over someone getting hurt. You know, like, Toe Jam. Like, Toe Jam is, like, black, nasty, like, usually, like, from sweaty feet, sweaty socks. You're, like, 
worse than Toe Jam. Those people are worse than Toe Jam. People that cheer for people getting hurt. And yeah, if you want to bring up the Eagles cheering about Michael uh, Michael uh, Irving getting hurt, yeah, they scum too. They're like people who cheer for people that get hurt in the NFL or any sport doesn't even matter NFL whatever. Like they're worse than Toe Jam. Yeah, they're that bad. They're that terrible of human being. Yeah, that's right. I'm saying it. I don't care. They're that terrible though. So. Anyone who, who who cheers for injury is just despicable to me. And people like were on Twitter like cheering that Carson Wentz got hurt. I'm just like, I don't understand people. You do know like these people are real human beings, right? They got families and stuff. This is what they do. This is their job. They do it for a living. Like you really want someone seriously hurt because you want your team to win a game that bad? Nah, bro. I pass. It's not that. It's never that deep. Never that deep. <sighs> Man, people are insane. I just the re- kind of reaction I've seen over Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. And if you're not following me on those social media networks, please do. It's at four 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 podcast. F O U R F O R the number four then podcast. F-O-U-R, F-O-R, the number four, and then podcast. Please follow me, subscribe, all of that stuff. Um, thank you very much. Appreciate that. But this amount of stuff I've seen on these social networks today, it's mind-boggling and mind-numbing, and it's just like I'm over it all. I really am over it all. Mm-mm-mm. Craziness. people so i mean eagles lost today um you know i'm not even ready to even shift gears as far as talking more about sixers and flyers getting ready for pitchers and catchers and spring training talking about what the eagles are going to do this offseason i'm not i'm not ready to, i'm not even ready to shift gears yet i'm just not i gotta just wallow in the loss for a little bit wallow in the season because the, 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 the depressing part to me is that the season's over. Not because we lost a playoff game. It's that the Eagles season is over. And when I turn on TV next week, I'm not seeing them play. So, sucks. Whew. Tough game. Anyways, listen. I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, listen. I will go into a little bit more depth of... You know, mock drafts and things of that sort. It's more Sixers and more Flyers and stuff. But this is just me doing it, uh, you know, a reaction to the loss, how I feel. I think that the fans overall should feel encouraged. You got a team that fought. And if you didn't find out anything else about this team this year, you found out that Doug Peterson is one hell of a coach. Doug Peterson showed you that he is one heck of a coach. And you should be encouraged by that going forward. Understand that what he can do with a really, really good roster. And that doesn't mean, like I said, things need to change as far as the roster is concerned. Um, You need to get younger. You need to get faster. You need to get stronger. Um, I know this sounds very basic, but it's not basic for this team. You got to keep a couple cogs in place. I mean, Carson is your quarterback for the future. 
You need to see what's going to happen with your offensive line because as of right now, um, there's no certainty that Jason Kelsey will be back next year. And I, I don't. I think Jason Peters is gone for the most part. So you got Sam Alu, you got Lane Johnson, and you got uh, Brandon Brooks. You know, three um, pieces of your line, but you're going to need to probably need a new center. Um, that's assuming Kelsey doesn't come back because I mean he's making an announcement tomorrow as far as his football future is concerned, and there's a possibility he might not play anymore. I think there's a strong possibility. I mean, I don't have any authority. I haven't no no source or anything like that. Just based off of how his career has been over the last few years and how he's been talking about retirement kind of subtly. And then Jason Peters won't be back. I think he's just too long in the tooth. And he, and for what it's worth, he had a terrible game. A terrible game today. Um, I mean, he got beat all day. Beat like a drum today. And he, he showed you why he was 38 years old. He really did. Um, that doesn't mean he's not good anymore. He just can't, he can't be our left tackle anymore. Carson... I mean, we got Dillard, you know, he's the rookie, and, you know, he's going to be the starting left tackle next year, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how things go. So, I mean, you see how the your offensive line is going to be. Your defense line, you got Malik Jackson coming back. You'll have Fletcher Cox. You'll have Brandon Graham, and you'll have Derek Barnett. Those are your, probably your starting four. I don't know if Jernigan comes back because Jernigan's going to want some money. going to pay him. Um, and then a couple other guys uh, that we picked up during the year. I mean, they may come back, you know, some secondary pieces. Just not sure, though. Depends on how much the money they want. I mean, we'll get into all this in a later date. You keep, I think you extend Jenkins. You got to give Jenkins a new deal. For what it's worth, Jenkins played his heart out all season long. And I know he's missed sometimes, but I think for the most part, he had he's had a very good season. And you got to reward him with the contract. I think that he is your defensive leader, the heart and soul of this team. You can't let him walk away. And I think the Eagles will reward him. But the whole secondary can be revamped. I mean, I think you keep LeBlanc. I keep Sidney Jones just because of the, the amount of draft capital you invested in him. And I think he is not a lost cause. I really don't. I think that you can save him. I think that he can be developed properly with some with better coaching. But I think for, for the most part, everyone else can go. Uh, I don't care if Russell Douglas goes. I think that McLeod's out. I think that um, Douglas can be. I said Doug, sorry, I think. Um, I'm not sold on bringing Jalen Mills back. Definitely not sold on that. Uh, any any other cornerback on this team that I didn't say already probably can go. Darby, he can go. All these guys, they can go. I'm just not. That that secondary needs to be revamped. And I think Seth Joyner said it best today. Uh, he said it best. He said, what in the world's happening? Check, 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 check. Yeah, he said it best today. I'm sorry about that, guys. I was just looking at something and I uh, got a little bit distracted. You need playmakers on defense. You just you need playmakers. You, there's not enough defensive playmakers on this team in, in order to change the tide of a game. You just need playmakers. You do. And will the Eagles get those? Time will tell. But they need playmakers. They do. Secondary needs to be revamped. I mean, you need linebackers too. Bradham is a free agent this year. I think Bradham can go. Bradham's a little long too. Bradham can go. I mean, they got to build this linebacking core from scratch, honestly. Everybody that's there can go. Jerry, all of those guys, they can go. 
You got Deshaun coming back next year. You got Alshon, unfortunately, with the contract. He got to come back. I think you bring back Greg Ward. Boston Scott, he needs to be your RB, too, I think, at this point. At this juncture, why not? He's showing you enough. He needs to be your RB, too. He is your second coming of Darren Sproles. Ron Sanders is your RB1. Jordan Howard's going to go. Um, they're going to work on probably an Ertz deal. You got Goddard already. So I think that you got pieces here. Uh, I'm not going to be surprised to take a step back next year because of the amount of rebuilding they need to do. However, you should be encouraged, though. Doug Peterson is a really good coach. He knows how to motivate his team. And, you know, Howie is good. In, he may not be good in drafting, but he's really, really good in free agency. So we're going to see what Howie's going to do. I'm not going to put it past Howie. We're going to see what he's going to do. Um, I think that it's a lot to look forward to this offseason. Um, and I, like I said, I just can't get into it right now. Just coming off of this loss. I got to just wallow in this for like a week. Got to stew in this. I don't even want to talk about the Sixers at this point. I'm not, I, I noticed something else. I'm not ready to even invest my all into the Sixers and Flyers right now. I'm just not. Like, I had so much invested in the Eagles and committed to them. And I know, like, over the last few weeks, I was like, man, I'm done with the Eagles. And, man, them fighting this these these last few weeks, that's been fun. And I can appreciate that. I, I, I give much credit and respect to this team for their valiant efforts. And uh, I'm happy for Carson playing the whole season. You know, getting to a new plateau in his career. I think that, you know, unfortunately things ended, you know, pretty soon for him today. It'll be better next time go around. Next go around, it'll be better. Also, think um, there's a long road ahead in order for his team to, to get back to prominence where they were. You look at the San Fran's of the world, Green Bay's of the world. Although the Saints lost today, look at the, the Saints. You know, you see those teams. Even Seattle when they're healthy. Minnesota too. Look at those teams. You see what they have talent-wise. You got to get better. There's a lot to learn from today and from this season. That's why I'm not upset about them losing today. It's over so we can work on being better now. We're going to see. We're going to see. Um, I think that does it for the pod. I don't even want to get into no Sixers and Flyers right now. I'll save it for the next pod. I just wanted kind of to react to this game. Once again, the Eagles fall to the Seattle Seahawks today, 17-9. Carson Wentz was hurt in the first quarter with a concussion. He never returned to the game. Josh McCown gave a valiant effort, you know, but unfortunately came up short. I think that this team, they fought as long as they could today. And I respect that more than anything else. I do. I do. With all the adversity this team has gone through this year, people getting hurt, at least coming out of the locker room, snitches like Orlando Skandrick, everything this team has dealt with, all the distractions, all the things that could have just derailed this team, they could have been easily a 6-10, and 5-11 and 11 team. They didn't let it distract them. They just kept fighting. They kept. They turned around. And particularly after that Dolphins game, they turned it around. 
And after that first half versus the Giants, they, they really turned it around. And they just kept fighting. They fought, they fought, they fought. And made it to the playoffs. Unfortunately, just came up a little bit short. But they'll be better for it. I think the way the, the playoffs end up playing out, I think that Seattle actually is going to meet San Fran for the NFC Championship. And then I think that uh, Kansas City is going to end up meeting Baltimore for the NFC Championship. Um, I think the way that when the Saints lost today, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to end up being um, Seattle and San Fran again, part three this year. Because they already had two epic games. It's going to be part three um, in two weeks. And I think AFC, I think it's just a, a bound collision course for Patrick and uh, Lamar to meet each other. I think it's just it's just fate um, comes down to it. And I, I'm actually going to take, to win both of those games, I'm going to take San Fran, win the NFC, and I'm going to take um, Andy Reid, Big Red, to win the AFC. And they, they should be exciting. I mean, it's going to be, it's still some exciting playoff. I mean, all things considered, despite the Eagles losing today, this was a good playoff weekend. It really was. Deshaun Watts coming from 16 down yesterday, and the uh, Texans coming from 16 down to actually win that game in overtime yesterday. And then um, the Titans going up to Foxborough, actually beating uh, the New England Patriots, knocking them out in the wild card round. Amazing to see. And then you see, um, I mean, Minnesota pretty much dominated all day. They can they uh the Saints staged the comeback, drove it to overtime, and then you know once Kirk Cousins got the ball in overtime, he just never let it go. Through a couple of key passes, through a big pass of the deal and get them down like to the two yard line, and then he you know hit uh Rudolph with the touch with the uh, walk off touchdown. Pretty cool. I mean, listen, Kirk Cousins is deserving. I mean, he caught a lot of slack, a lot of you know slander, um, and I was one of them. I slandered him a lot, but listen, well deserved. Kirk Cousins getting his first playoff win. I don't know if it's his first playoff win or not, but it was a big win for him today. It's a talented team. They played lights out as far as defense is concerned. They shut that Saints offense down, which I didn't think was possible. But much kudos, much respect to them. And it was a good weekend overall. I think next weekend the games will be good as well. I think um, I'm interested to see what happens in Green Bay. I think I'm picking the Seahawks to win that game, but... I'm interested to see how this Green Bay team is going to, because I think they'll probably be a little bit of, I don't know, maybe they'll be dogs a little bit, I don't know, maybe, well, no, maybe, see, they'll, they'll be fair because they're in Green Bay, and, you know, the Mystique of Lambo and all of that, but I'm interested to see how this first year head coach does in this first playoff game, I'm interested to see that, and then I, I got San Fran winning against Minnesota, I think Minnesota, they're a talented team, but I don't think they're as good as San Fran, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes, and then the AFC. Uh, I think that I think the Titans. I think they'll, they'll they'll keep it close for that first half, and then and then Lamar runs away with it in the second half, and then uh, KC they play who they play they play uh, the Texans. I think that it's a close game. It's probably like a six point game, five point game, somewhere around there, which is a weird number I know, but I think that. Uh, I think that they'll probably be favored by like four and a half or something like that. But yeah, I I, I think that uh, KC wins that game. All right. So those are my picks for the remaining of the playoffs. Um, when we get to if I was right about my picks, then I'll I'll you know after that I'll give my Super Bowl picks.
but yeah that's what's going on that's all i got for today listen i thank you all i appreciate you all for tuning in to the pod as always listen follow me on my social media pages at four for four podcast f-o-u-r-f-o-r the number four podcast you can also um if you want to get into the group chat the uh four for four podcast group chat shout out to the group chat and everyone who's in it so far if you want to get in it and you have an iphone please let me know i will add you to it send me a message send me a text okay i will get you added on to it um what else i got going on nothing really nothing i mean we'll, we'll see how these sixers do they can turn it around you know i guess the next thing i got to look forward to is basically you know besides super bowl is the all-star break to see how our team is going to do because i need them to turn it around turn it around fast that's both teams actually because they're both they they're one and eight interesting stat before i go both of the winner teams are currently one and eight since disney on ice has been in town and that lone one coming with the uh uh, for the Flyers, the Sixers haven't won a game since that Christmas Day, so I don't know. I'm trying to get too worked up about either one of these teams, especially the Sixers, but we'll see. All right, follow me on social media at Four 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 Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Anchor, uh, Apple on well, it's powered by Anchor. So please, you can get on Anchor and do it as well. Um, we're also on Google Play, all of that stuff. All right, follow me. Um, listen to the podcast. You know, get feedback on the podcast. I appreciate the feedback. And yeah, until next time, I thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you again soon. Peace.